This is Change for Your Dollar podcast with John Putnam. We have another great episode today of Change for Your Dollar, where we have conversations and talk about the blessings and burdens around money and faith and life. I'm your host, John Putnam. Hey, everybody. John here, and we have got a great podcast for you today about financial advisors. And if you have ever looked for a financial advisor or you are thinking about looking for a financial advisor, you are in the right place today. So wherever I find you today, maybe you're driving to work, maybe you're on vacation, maybe it's the weekend, wherever it is, I hope you're having a good day and I hope you're feeling God's presence today and his peacefulness. We're going to talk a little bit more about peacefulness in this podcast as well. I want to start today with an excerpt from a book. It was written by an author named Donald Miller. Now, Donald Miller has written a number of books, but the book I'm speaking about today is one called Building a Story Brand. It is a fascinating book about how business leaders can use story in engaging their customers with clearer messages. And if you're a business leader, business owner, I would highly recommend this book to you. The book utilizes an age-old process of storytelling that you would recognize throughout written stories and, of course, movies as well. And I'm not walking through the entire framework today, but I will give you a high-level summary and then focus in on one specific step. Miller's story brand model goes like this. A character who has a problem meets a guide who gives them a plan and calls them to action that ends in success and helps them avoid failure. Now, if you read the entire book, you'll realize that this is the story of the majority of movies that you will see, especially the big blockbusters. Think Star Wars. Think Hunger Games, you get the picture, but it's also throughout so many other genres of movies and stories as well. Whether you know it or not, you are the hero in your own story, and you are looking for a guide, especially when you're thinking about your finances, and you're looking for someone to come alongside you and help you accomplish your larger stewardship story. And to that end, today, I am going to give you five considerations for questions when you are hiring a financial advisor. I'd like to begin by talking about Proverbs eleven fourteen that simply says, where there is no guidance, a people falls, but in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. You have heard me talk about the benefits and the need for wise counsel, whether you're considering investing, needing a financial plan, estate planning, and thinking about how to equip the next generation, you need wise counsel around you, especially when it comes to your personal finances and you're looking for someone to engage with you from a faith perspective as well. Question one, tell me your story. How did you get here and why did you want to become a financial advisor? 
The reason I like starting with this question is it's a very easy question. We all like to know each other's story. Where have you been? Where are you? What brought you to this place? Where are you headed in the future? We all love stories. So how did you get here? And why did you want to be a financial advisor is just such a simple question. But it's also very strategic because I want you to hear the advisor talk. I want you to have him or her tell you their story, and I want you to listen. Is it clear? Is it thoughtful? Does it make sense? Do you enjoy talking with this person? Is the conversation easy, ebbing and flowing from your comments into their story and their comments back? Is it a comfortable situation? And do you enjoy hearing the financial advisor share their story with you? Your financial advisor over the years will be explaining various concepts, will be telling you various stories. You will be digging into various products, strategies, tactics, and tools. You'll be talking about your mission, your faithful vision, possibly your values, and how all of these go together to formulate your financial plan in whatever area that you are considering at this time or in the future. So I just believe it is important to enjoy talking with your financial advisor. Question number two, what professional designations do you hold and how long have you had them? I believe it is important for you to understand the skill set of your financial advisor. Are they a certified financial planner, especially if you're going to need a financial plan? Do they have a CPA background, which they may, but they may not be practicing. Some may have a legal background as a JD, but they are not practicing at this time. So whatever their designations are, are there investment designations, Series 7 for securities licenses and some of the Series 6 designations around different types of annuities and mutual funds and other investments? These are all important to know. And also one that you've heard me speak about many times, are they a certified kingdom advisor? Are they a CKA? Again, you can find this out at kingdomadvisors.com and even search for a CKA in your area. But by understanding their designations, you understand their skill sets. And if you believe that they have the skill sets and the experience that you are going to need for your financial journey. Question number three, tell me about your process. I have yet to bump into a financial advisor or an investment manager who does not have a process. Everyone has a process and you want to know what it is. And usually it will include some sort of discovery or fact finding where they learn about you. 
They'll take that information to their office. They will enter it into some sort of software solution or package to create a report based on what your goals and objectives are. Then they will present that report to you and the findings of that report and any gaps that there may be. And most likely they will be making recommendations to fill those gaps with products or services to help you accomplish your goals and objectives. And I believe you will find that very interesting and it should be very logical and understandable for you as the consumer or as the client. But one other question I want you to ask about their process, if they don't bring it up, is to inquire about what do the annual review meetings look like? Will you be meeting with them as the advisor, will you be meeting with someone else on your team? Are there other people involved that you will be communicating with and working with? And if so, you want to talk with them as well, just so you know who you are working with. And I would also encourage you to ask for a sample plan that is a result of their process, or you can ask for a sample agenda for a review meeting. And I do believe it is important to know if you're going to be meeting with the advisor or someone on their staff. It's not critical one or the other as long as everyone has the skill set that you need to accomplish what you need to accomplish on your journey. And honestly, having been around this a long time, a couple of decades now, I can tell you that sometimes in review meetings, it is much better to have a different team member working those review meetings with you rather than the primary advisor, there is nothing wrong with that. And I've seen many times it work even better if the team is set up that way. But the important part here is just to understand what the process is, what you can expect, what will reviews look like as you begin this journey with your advisor. Question four. How do you integrate faith into your practice and in the guidance you would give me as your client? I know that this is important to you and the advisor may have already covered this in question one when they told you their story or as they were discussing their process to you. But if not, ask the question and have a thoughtful and prayerful conversation about it. And you could also ask, how does prayer fit into your meetings? Do you pray before the meetings? Do you pray at the end of the meetings? If this is important to you, ask the questions. And finally, question five, how are you compensated? How do I engage with you and your team as a financial advisor? There are a number of ways that financial advisors are compensated. And I am going to touch on three common engagement models that you will likely bump into or compensation models that you will bump into. One would be investment-related fees. This would be some sort of fee that would be based on the total amount or total value of the assets under management. Or there could be a product-related commission. Many times you'll find gaps in life insurance or disability insurance or long-term care insurance or annuities that are utilized 
and a product needs to be placed to fill the gap in your plan, and there will likely be a product commission paid to the financial advisor. And third, you may bump into some fee-only planning advisors who charge a fee for their plans and they don't sell any product. Now, that is getting a little more rare, but you do still bump into these from time to time. And not only might a financial advisor be using one of these three different compensation structures, some may use all three. And there's nothing wrong with that. I just think it's important to understand how does the engagement work and how does your advisor get compensated because you want them around. You want them having the resources that they need to keep their office, their staff, their continuing education, the service and support that you need as their client. So you all are on the same page. And of course, I would highly recommend that you take notes through this meeting with the answers to the question because you may be interviewing more than one advisor before you make your choice. But I want you to reflect on the meeting. If you are married, you can reflect with your spouse. If you are single, you may want to take someone with you into the meeting. That's not always necessary, but it may be something that would make you feel more comfortable if you're not as deeply rooted in financial concepts and some of these conversations. But what I really want you to think about is after your interview, after your conversation, where you walk through these five questions. And these questions are just considerations for you to add. You will have others that will come up. But that's what I want you to think about is the natural ebb and flow of the conversation. Did you feel heard? Did you feel understood? Did you feel respected and honored in the conversation? And most importantly, did you feel peaceful in the conversation? And you could see yourself working with this individual and their team on a long-term basis. 1 Corinthians 14.33 reads, For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. As you can imagine, there's no perfect set of questions when you're interviewing a financial advisor, but hopefully some of these questions have spurred some thoughts and may give you some considerations as you're doing your homework and looking for that right faith-focused advisor to help you on your faithful stewardship journey. Thanks again for being with me. And as always, if you feel this was a blessing to you, Please share it with a family member, a coworker, a friend. Invite them into the conversation. Thank you again for being with me, and I'll look forward to next time. You've been listening to Change for Your Dollar podcast with John Putnam. Thank you for joining me for Change for Your Dollar, where we have real conversations exploring the burdens and blessings around money, faith, and life. For more tools and resources, please visit changeforyourdollar.com. I'm John Putnam. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to being with you again next time.